This week on the Digital Marketing Scoop, I talk with Michal McGrath from Popular, all about B2B marketing and lead generation. Thanks for joining me today, Michal. I'm delighted. Thanks for having me. I'm delighted to talk to you. So I suppose, Michal, you're um, digital lead with Popular. If you would just tell us a bit about yourself and kind of about Popular and what you do there as well. Sure. Yeah. So I'm digital team lead for Popular. Um, Popular is a employee communications software company based in Cork. Um, so essentially what our software does is allows large organizations to communicate with their employees. Um, so if you can imagine um, large corporations like Nestle during the pandemic there would have had to get urgent communications out to all their employees across the world. Poplo would have been the platform they would have used to do that. Um, so it's not unlike a marketing platform in, in retrospect. It allows the communicator sending out those comms to target to get analytics back, to get measurement back, to understand where their employee base are engaged or not, not engaged. Um, but it creates a um, huge value to organizations, allows them to understand uh, where, they're, where they're, you know, their audience is engaged or where potentially they might have um, you know, dis- disconnect between employees and you know, communications from companies. Um, so my role, I sit in the marketing team, I kind of um, organize and and work with a really talented uh, channel team. So all your regular kind of marketing channels um, and a real inbound approach um, and in-house kind of marketing campaigns that we'd be running kind of day to day. So our, our job is fo- very much focused on driving leads and driving um, um, contacts for sales and, and, and the overall brand and popular. Very cool. So in terms of your, your target market, it, I would imagine basically kind of quite large organizations generally. Yeah, so organizations that have over really a thousand employees is where we're kind of aiming at. But Popolo, you know, that's there is companies with um with less, but where we've seen the biggest success is even in the large enterprise type of organizations, ones with 5,000, 50,000 plus employees plus. Um, so some of the logos that Popolo works with um, would be like the likes of Rolls Royce, the likes of uh, ASOS, the likes of um, um, so Nestle, those, those large kind of brands. Um, and, and, and we have over 800 customers worldwide. Um, and our offices are currently based in Cork and Boston. So that's how we're kind of managing that. Very um, good. So you, no, I'm, ge- I'm guessing you use Popolo internally as well. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a real fantastic success story for Cork, like the company itself was uh, based in Bandon. Our CEO, Andrew Shocknessy, um, is a Cork, uh, uh, Cork person. And uh, it's a real tech kind of uh, unicorn kind of idea. It's fantastic. Brilliant. Great that's, to that's fantastic. So yeah. in terms then of, of that, that, that target market, Michal, I suppose, is there... Yeah. I suppose, is there one, is there specific kind of key decision makers that you're trying to get in front of and two, what's kind of your, your process to get in front of them? Yeah, absolutely. Like, like B2B can be quite difficult to get in front of a, a quite a niche that, um, what we call internal communicators, that's our audience. Um, so 
those people, those the, that job title could sit inside marketing or, or, or HR, or it could be a department in itself. Often in large organizations, it could, there's an IC department. Um, and it can be very difficult to get into you know, the, the IC department and get your comms and get your advertising in, into the IC department of Nestle. And that can be a very difficult task. So um, we have to run some very highly targeted campaigns um, we do a very strong ABM approach, um, and essentially, essentially, it's a it's a lot of coordination and a lot of kind of feedback between sales and marketing. We have a good relationship in terms of learning towards exactly who are you looking for, and what are those what are their problems right now, and what what's what's going to kind of resonate with those people. Um, so we have a real strong relationship there with sales. Um, Actually, you sent me a really cool um, PDF there. Uh, the other day and when I went in and I had a look at it I know some of the things when I would go to watch a webinar then it sends me to the page to register for the webinar so you're collecting that uh, that lead data straight from the the brochure basically uh, absolutely yeah so like so the PDF I sent you was was um, the on-demand version of a virtual event we just ran so it's a PDF it's like a brochure it has 15 odd um, presentations from customers and you know, best practice in the industry um, so it was i suppose what we're what we're trying what we use that event for is is a quite a big lead gen approach it's um it's an opportunity to use the reach of all those 15 presentations and um, all the people presenting in those different areas they all have their networks we're trying to use that to to bump up our own reach um, and that event although it was a single event um and uh, in in time we really, really use the on-demand and repurposing that information, like I sent on that PDF afterwards. Um, and now you're leading our system. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a, it's a great example of you know doing kind of one key piece of content, so your your mm. your event, and then using it across. You know, it's on your PDF. You're using it as lead gen. I'm sure you're going to use it across LinkedIn and social. So it's it's a really good example of taking that one piece of core content and repurposing it for um for lead generation. Oh, absolutely! Like so that that event, and it was a big it was a big deal for us. It was it was a full day. It was fifteen fifteen presentations, but that, those fifteen presentations are still running today. Like we're still repurposing them. We're still sharing out the on demands. Most of those. Presentations became how-to guides, became top tips type um, uh, kind of short written content. Um, and then after that, even another level deeper, so many snippets and so many things for LinkedIn. And um, while that, that content was one day, it, it's lived for months afterwards, um, which is yeah. such a benefit for us because we get to have such a variety of comms going out right now. I think that's such an important lesson for people either in B2B or B2C is, you know, to, to repurpose that content you can get so much from you know use a single day event but i mean that's going to be you know tens if not hundreds of blog posts so many pdfs so many brochures um as you say you can run the the content the video content from the the webinars over and over and over again then as well yeah because like your 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 persona that's out there potentially so you don't know exactly how they want to consume content like a day-long event sounds great to me I'm, I'm okay with that it's very organized but some people just like to have drip feed content some people just want to have six bullet points some people want to have the white paper and um, so producing it in all different formats um 
it gives you it gives you a higher chance of success in reaching that person. So, um, yeah, there's n- there's no winning solution. I think you just have yeah. to do all of it. Yeah. And in terms then, Michal, of LinkedIn, I'm guessing that's a, a fairly major platform for you in terms of reaching those those key decision makers. How are you using that at the moment? Yeah, so so we have we have two strands of it. Um, we have our organic LinkedIn and we have our paid LinkedIn. Um, organic, um, we have a great um, kind of a mix of kind of brand, mix of kind of lead generation content going up there, best practice content. Um, all the time um, so we've kind of a regular posting scheduled for that um, for our paid side of things like I'm a huge believer of kind of the inbound approach and running an element of kind of awareness legion and nurturing so we kind of divide all our campaigns up into that type of methodology so we run in the awareness stage a lot of ungated video type content a lot of brand related content a lot about who we are um lead gen then is best practice in terms of guides forms um anything in terms of um, trying to get leads essentially in um and then retargeting essentially using our website traffic our video views all that to bring people back in and we give them more things like case studies product demos um, and nurturing that way so I suppose we, we apply that methodology to most things we do. So would you and, use the, the case studies and white papers kind of a good bit further down the funnel so rather than kind of presenting them straight up? Yeah, absolutely. So I think the I think we've learned over time and I suppose if you if you run I, I believe in the kind of thing called the lead generation kind of uh, trap. Essentially if you focus all your time on, on forms and register here and download this and, and, and sign up here your conversion rates will grow stagnant your campaigns will go up and down and, and you'll, you'll 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 find it hard to create a narrative um i found when you have the awareness on on top and the retargeting you get way more consistent campaigns um so uh, yeah absolutely yeah we, we we've seen the results out of that and it's not just quantity when it comes to leads as well of course it's quality so that's going to help an awful lot in that respect i think absolutely yeah absolutely yeah totally like our sales like our sales team will will want people that they can have a conversation with and not necessarily downloading a guide will get them that um so they want to see multiple touches so they can kind of see a storyline with this person yeah they downloaded this and this and this therefore you know now i have understanding of what their problems are and i can actually have a conversation with them and in terms of that process then we'll say when you know somebody downloads um a white paper downloads a case study um are you doing kind of automated email follow-ups is it handed over to a sales team kind of what's your what's your process then yeah so it's it's a mix just there's a great collaboration as i said between us and sales so we have certain kind of rules and guidelines that we try to hear to if um we we use hubspot um really strongly so we have hubspot scoring um put in so if, if a, a lead hits a certain score they will be moved over to sales if they don't hit that score marketing will nurture them and marketing will continue to nurture them no matter what but there's just um there a lighter approach if sales are reaching out um and i suppose we use hubspot as i said we have a number of workflows and automation that's really personalized uh, based on the information they've given us and based on what guys they've downloaded and stuff like that very um, cool that's brilliant to take to have that automation in place takes a lot of the 
the the manual work out of it and make sure I suppose by the time they do get to sales that they are very well qualified. Yeah, and so it just gives us the relief that that when a lead comes in, they're getting the best of the best. Like there there is a month of a flow. Our initial lead flow is, is one month long. It's whatever amount of emails within within that month. And we, we at least we know that's our that's our best. That's the best of the best content. That's most likely to convert that person over to sales. Um, and what we then do on a kind of a quarterly basis is look at all the open rates and all the click-through rates on those emails, pick out the ones that have the, the worst averages, and we would then go, okay, let's tweak the subject line. Let's let's add in, let's change that piece of content, let's do something else. So we're forever just tweaking this one flow, which is which gives us super confidence to know that at least we're doing the best we can. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. No, I mean testing in terms of, you know, LinkedIn ads organic email it's it's the key oh, to yeah. digital i'm always banging on about it uh but it really is so so important um and especially i would imagine in your case you know where it's probably not massive volumes of leads because as you say you're you're quite niche you're making sure mm. you're getting that right content in front of the right people is so so important uh, absolutely yeah uh, and you you can yeah, so it is. It's it's difficult um, in regards to it is such a small audience, um, but I suppose we've had we can get consistent numbers if we produce like good quality content essentially. Yeah. As I said. yeah. In terms as well, I'm just curious. From a, I was think like obviously ourselves were we're B two B as well. One of our the great things I suppose on the B two B space is once you've nurtured someone, they're a customer. They often turn into down the line of referral that they'll end up being someone that's going to send more business your way. I'm just querying, do you have a process? I've talked to some businesses and they actually have a process to talk with their existing clients in terms of delivering leads and referrals to them, basically. I'm just wondering, yeah. is that something that you, you, you push or is it just something you let happen organically? Um, so we, like there's a number of kind of, um, software review sites out there um, in terms of G2 Crowd, Captera, that kind of thing. We do, we run campaigns to to optimize those channels because we believe they're kind of like mini sites for us and we're, we're getting we're getting traffic and we're getting good leads from there. Um, so we do nurture that and we, we apply, like those programs are kind of set up in terms of how we work with them and we promote them um, as, as their template kind of allows. Um, so that's one side of it. Another side of it for us, and I, th I think it applies for most B2B, is the churn on B2B is quite quite large in terms of people moving jobs. Um, so the average person stays in one company for a lot less than they did 20 years ago. It's a four or five years now, whatever the average is, this generation moves jobs a lot more regularly. Um, therefore, there's an opportunity for that company, an opportunity for because they're using Popolo in one company and then they yeah. move to another so they become a seed for another. Um, so I suppose keeping really good relationships with your current database and then having a program in place to monitor those job moves. So we would have um, a program in place in terms of uh, kind of SDR, SDR outreach or a marketing researcher type outreach in terms of monitoring if people are moving jobs. And it's, it's using LinkedIn and Zoom Info um, and those type of platforms. And I suppose it allows us to congratulate the person for moving and then you know nurture them almost like a really really warm new lead um yeah, yeah. so it's uh, that's that's a campaign that you see a lot of value from 
I, I would think so because they're they're all they've already been using you. They're already sold, and the, if yeah. they're bringing influence into the new organization, and that's a, a brilliant way to uh, to gain a new customer. And the chances are they're moving up. Like chances are they're 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 probably going into a more senior, more stakeholder position where they might have the opportunity to yeah. to buy. And people are creatures of habit in a way. They want to use the software that they're used to, no matter what. Uh, what what's currently there you know so there is a case of that cool so it's supposed to be whole there are most of our listenership would be kind of either you know smes um yeah. and also a lot of people um in the marketing space obviously if 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 you were in the sme space and in the, in the b2b side of things is there any particular tips you would you would give a business owner or someone in the marketing department of of a b2b in specifically in relation to LinkedIn or just some kind of tactics or strategies you found over the past couple of years that that can work very well. Now, I know obviously it's a lot of it is industry specifics, so feel, feel free to obviously be yeah. quite quite broad on it. No, no problem. Like I think, I suppose from my perspective and, and my thoughts on where marketing might be, future marketing and elements of that is, is people's want to consume information is, is a lot faster and they're willing to consume a lot more information than they were. And that's why I think you see podcasts and you see virtual events, you see all these things are, are exploding at the moment. Um, and for our point of view is we want to create content that's really easy to, to, to be accessible. Like we, I suppose I'm, I'm starting to grow into more, although I'm super, I'm a lead gen, that's my main KPI, that's my main objective. I'm way more inclined now to give out ungated stuff. I'm way more inclined to to do um, like a virtual event, something that's like a lot of information that's really easy to assess, um, assess um, that's really easy for people to gain access to. Um, so I, I'd focus on was giving out the information that you possibly can in, in the cleanest way you can and in the easiest way, rather than trying to hit your legion targets, trying to, trying to actually get people to, to convert essentially um, as, as easy as you can. Like we've seen huge uh, benefits from that uh, virtual event because we made it a really small gate entry. It was a single form, it was a free event. Um, it was a big um, investment on our part, but the results are, are, are dramatic in terms of the amount of registrants we got. We got over 7,000 registrants wow. um, for um, essentially a 10 hour event um, and that 7,000 has grown double, triple in, in the past from actually pushing them the on-demand afterwards. And um, so it, 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 was a, it was a monumental achievement, but I really feel like it was done because the gate was low. There was no, all yet, it was on-demand. It was, the, the user knew that they could get in easy and there was no bells and whistles about it. They could get into the content very, very quickly. Um, and that, that was the achievement. I think as well, from that you're going to see results from that not just in the short term but for years to come because that content is going to be shared and accessed for you know forever basically yeah and i think look, we're seeing that as well there's a nostalgia effect that we, we we're seeing on linkedin that you know like there's an awful lot of stuff with the pandemic and there's a lot of change and the future work and that's all in our wheelhouse in terms of what content we need to we need to produce but people are still looking for the best practices from from beyond and they're actually probably more engaged with that because they're, they're a little bit tired of the remote working stuff at the moment i think there is a nostalgia effect that's like 
I just want the norm. I, I don't want to really, I want to focus on my day to day rather than actually thinking what remote working is going to look like and what. And so, the, so there is a bit of that that we're noticing. So uh, we find that the older content is really, you know, if, you, if we re-promote it, we'll get a really good bang off it. You know? Brilliant. Brilliant mm-hmm. altogether. Listen, thank, thank you very much, Michal. Um, for anyone looking to, to find out more about yourself and more about Popular, where is, where is the best place for them to head? Absolutely. So I think um, popular.com is, is the best place in terms of the product, but um, in terms of my own profile, my LinkedIn profile is uh, feel free to connect. And if anyone does have any questions in regards to B2B or lead generation, I'm more than happy. Uh, I'd like to answer any more questions. Brilliant altogether. Michal, thanks so much for joining us today. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Digital Marketing Scoop. If you haven't subscribed yet, please search the Digital Marketing Scoop at any of your favorite podcast platforms and subscribe. And if you'd like to follow us on LinkedIn or Instagram, just search for Click Media and Marketing. That's C-L-I-Q Media and Marketing. And we'd love for you to follow us.